Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, and welcome to another round of Tripped Up Trivia here on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. This is Alexis Hanna coming to you this weekend from Colorado Springs. Never know where I'm going to be, and let me introduce my co-host and the man who will be given the questions tonight. He has been my rock through the Tripped Up Trivia as we've been recording Mr. Jesse Starcher. Jesse, how's it going? It's trivia time, Alexis, and it's been a while since we had the opportunity to sit down and get to quiz some contestants. I was looking forward to this one and coming up with questions since we last finished our previous show. This month we're going to be discussing toys. Because as we all know I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid and it still hurts that they closed down so many stores. Oh, We so did sad. a whole podcast on that. Yes we did. Yes we did. Alright so you want me to go and introduce our uh, players for tonight? Yes please. Alright let's see here. Let's start off with we've got Evan Bevins, writer of the web comic support group and the asterisk 51 blog and uh, also our resident uh, squirrel girl enthusiast dude are you ready to talk some toys tonight buddy i am next up we've got remington hitchcock co-host of the dueling ogres podcast and quote voted most likely to besiege at ogre you ah <laughs> uh, remington hitchcock i am so glad you decided to come on to the show tonight do you think you're going to be able to hold your own uh answer some questions about some toys uh not a chance alex <laughs> <laughs> he told me that when I invited him. So uh. next up, patriarch of the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network, and the constant bane of mine and Jesse's life, Mark Rattledge. Present. You filled in at the last moment here. I'm only here for one reason, and that reason is you, Jesse. I don't have any hope of winning this thing. All right. <laughs> because I am not a child who plays with toys. Oh, we have been down that <laughs> Savage. We have Savage. Been down and I'm back, baby. The same boat. <laughs> They're collectibles, Mark. <laughs> I believe the word you're looking for is their collectibles douchebag. <laughs> Say, I'm catty corner in the convention hall from a guy who's selling collectibles, and I'm not joking here. He is super loud. I've heard him over the crowd, and he's got this crazy gruff voice. It's like listening to Mr. Krabs. <laughs> nice. And our final contestant tonight, Mr. Cliff Barnes from Kapow, the pop culture podcast, one quarter of the two-time losing MOV podcast of the year. Cliff brings his love of 80s and 90s toys via youdropwithkpp.com. 
Almost. What did I mess up? Udem with KPP.com. Isn't that what I said? Oh, yeah, that, I, that's exactly what she said. Sure. Oh. Um, <laughs> good, you can fix that later, right, Jesse? <laughs> you fix it in post, yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's get into this game. Pretty much what I did here is we're going to have 15 questions in the first round, 15 questions in the second round. First round, you get a, you get the question right, you get one point. Uh, second round, questions get a little bit tougher. You get two points for each question. Now, I divided these questions up into sets of decades, okay? So for the first set of five questions, we're going to be asking questions about toys from the 1950s to 1970. Well, I should say 1950 to 1970. The second set of questions is going to be revolving around toys between 1970 and 1990. And then finally, the third set of questions, which was the hardest thing for me to get through for some reason, questions revolving around toys from 1990 to 2010. All right, round one. First question. Invented by Richard James. This toy first hit shelves in its original form in 1945. After wild success, the same product hit shelves in 1952, but this time it was between the front and back end of a dog. What was the name of this product? It was a soft pitch this to start that started off with. That's the way it's supposed to be, baby. Reel him in and then gut him at the end. Yeah, he's just buttering us up at, at this point. <laughs> all right, all answers are in. And the correct answer was Slinky. Oh, Slinky. wow. Mark Radlich, you like Toy Story, right? Yes. Yeah, I didn't. Now that you say it, now it's clear to me. But no, I, I would never have. I would never have gotten to that conclusion. Can I ask why Christmas sweater? I don't understand. Is that? A I don't know what else it would be between a dog's head and tail. So. <laughs> Dog torso. Could you yeah. imagine? I mean, kid sitting there waiting for a slinky the Christmas morning, and he gets a dog sweater. <laughs> <laughs> or a sweater on a wiener dog, because that's the dog that looks best in a Christmas. Sweater, I, in my opinion. I, you know, I can't argue that so i can't argue against it all right very good so uh everybody gets a point except for mark on that one so here we go <laughs> mark Radlich. <laughs> so we begin true to form sir <laughs> all right question number two barbie was born in 1959 to the delight of little girls everywhere but mattel had to get the word out somehow on which show did the very first barbie commercial appear was it lassie the mickey mouse club or captain kangaroo do I get points for knowing that Barbie was based on a hooker? <laughs> I saw that too. Which is, what, what What was the, the year again, Jesse? 1959. Can I just what, say the degree of difficulty increased sharply there? First of all, that's, he got that from the toys that made us. Oh, I know you, Jesse Starcher. Oh, I see you. Oh. <laughs> all well, not all of us are... have watched the toys that made us, Mark. Yeah, eat it, Mark. Well, what are you waiting for? To finish Masters of the Universe so I can <laughs> unmute the group no. chat. Me <laughs> <laughs> uh, laugh, it hurts. <laughs> okay, all answers are in. The correct answer is Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, Evan, I'm sorry, sir, but... Captain Kangaroo was not it. Although I, as a young kid, remember watching that for some reason more than the Mickey Mouse Club. Question number three. Legos. Developed in 1949, Lego is still running strong today. If you are a brick builder that loves landmarks, these sets will keep you busy for a while. But which real-world brick creation tops the list as the largest set? You get a multiple choice here. Is it the Taj Mahal, the Tower Bridge from London, or the Coliseum 
So the correct answer, according to the collector.io, Lego Architect Coliseum contains 9,036 pieces and is the largest Lego architecture set on the list. And the one person that walks away with that is Cliff Barnes. So here we go. Congratulations, sir. And half of that building is missing, so. <laughs> That's true. That's just how massive that set must have been. Are you not entertained? Yeah. Sorry, that was in my Coliseum joke I had. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is, ah, I've been eating the lions. <laughs> Too soon. Do it again. Do it again. Question number four. Diecast cars have been around for years. There have been quite a few companies specializing in bringing vehicles into the hands of children. But which one of these three brands was created first? Ertl, Matchbox, or Hot Wheels? What was the first one? Ertl. Ertl. Okay, that's the one I had not heard of. The other two, I have a son. Yes, I've heard of them. Okay. Oh, I thought you just had Reflux, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> the first hands are... Mars. <laughs> <laughs> They're new, they're authentic, they're the fastest miniature metal cars you've ever seen. New Hot Wheels, only from Mattel. California custom style cars with power bulges, torsion bar suspensions, chrome engines, red stripe racing slicks. New Hot Wheels. Uh, all right, all answers are in. The correct answer is Ertl. Ertl's been producing farm toy replicas since 1945. Mm. Matchbox was uh, introduced by Lesney Products in 1953, and Hot Wheels uh, 68, was... I think. That's correct, from 1968. Yeah, so I know nothing about toys. Final question for our 1950s to 1970s toys. So in space news that's not familiar that's copywritten <laughs> hold on wait space news he's got the soundboard ready and everything nice. ah i love it in 1969 this pup from a newspaper comic strip joined in on the space race becoming an astronaut and was also chosen as NASA's safety mascot for the Apollo program. Who was this famous doggo? Stop saying doggo. It's just dog. You're confusing me. I'll go. Doggo's how I say dog. Thank you, Jonas. Thanks, Jonas. <laughs> Thanks, Jonas. <laughs> Thanks, Jonas. Okay. All right. All answers are in. The correct answer is Snoopy. Oh, I totally guessed. Yes, Mark and Sad. Evan walk away. Uh, Cliff had a Marmaduke question mark. Good choice, man. What I love about that is I almost went with Clifford the Big Red Dog. And I'm like, no, <laughs> nice. it's got to be Snoopy. <laughs> and Remington put Pluto. So I think they're all, they're all dogs. So, I mean. You, you, well, you it makes sense. Snoopy was a pilot. You know, that's right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I almost 100% remember there being some like Mickey Mouse comics in papers at some point. 
I'm pretty sure that there I were. could be. Yeah, there were definitely. Off. Yeah, I want to say that I, 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 I'm pretty sure there were. So that ends 1950 to 1970 toy questions. Just to kind of give an update on the score here. Mark Radlich coming in with two points. Evan Bevins coming in with two points. Remington Hitchcock coming in with two points. And Cliff, just by the hair of his chinny-chin-chin, three points right now. One point lead. Yeah, it's a, it's a close one here. Cliff, I'm coming for you, boy. I, I, I may have mentioned to Mark in the past, but Cliff is part of Kapow. Remington's part of Dueling Ogres. And just to kind of let Evan and Mark know, there is a bit of a heated rivalry here, okay? The podcasts oh. are sworn enemies, so... Uh, you know, 110%. <laughs> okay. So... Like, re- like dueling ogres is like WCW okay. and Kapow is like the WWE. I'm the NWO currently crotch chopping everybody. Oh. And I'm El Condor from that wrestling video game at the movie theater where I grew up. El Condor. <laughs> El Condor. Here, here comes El Condor. Drop kill. That's right. There's too many wrestling references. I can't keep up. No, fuck me. It's like I got WWF, but that's. I thought we were talking about toys. <laughs> I was just here to talk about toys. I don't know wrestling. I'm here to talk about toys. All right. All right. Well, this uh, we're, we're we're probably getting into a uh, you know some familiar territory here because it's about to be 1970 to 1990. All right. I was alive I, for part of that. Yeah. So was I. As a matter of fact, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Is the jingle, of course, to that wonderful store, Toys R Us. But aside from a catchy jingle, they had a giraffe mascot. What was the first name of this mascot? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They got a million toys and toys R Us that I can play with. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They got the best for so much less. You really flip your lid. From bike to train to video Okay. All answers are in and all answers are correct. It is indeed Jeffrey the Giraffe. All right. Question two. Snake Eyes, arguably the most popular G.I. Joe of the three and three quarter inch line, eventually packaged a wolf friend to help him get out in a jam. What is the name of this wolf? Was it Mutt, Timber, or just listed as Dog? I'm actually curious if the answer was in that Abomination of a Snake Eyes movie that came out not too long ago. Nicholas Cage? (laughs) Ninja Force! The Joes lose again, Scarlet! You're the one that just rolled Snake Eyes! It's the G.I. Joe Ninja Force with real ninja moves! Here's Snake Eyes on the Ninja Lightning with Thunder Missiles and Zip Strip Speed! And now, Joe and Cobra Ninja Raiders, Ginsu and Red Ninja spring into action in their own fast attack vehicles with a ninja surprise! G.I. Joe Ninja Lightning and Ninja Figures sold separately. Ninja Raiders come with exclusive figures available in May. The correct answer is Timber, and everybody got that right. (laughs) Fantastic. All right, question number eight. When Christmas of 1983 hit, there was no toy hotter than the Cabbage Patch Kids. Two years later, Topps would produce a trading card set featuring parodies of the Cabbage Patch Kids that included names such as Adam Bomb, TV Stevie, and Buggy Betty. What was the name of these trading cards? Woo! 
I didn't even get the question out. And yeah, like I said, this is in the wheelhouse of some people right here, folks. <laughs> Although I was not allowed to buy the trading cards. No Listen, kidding. How many of you saw born. the movie? Oh, um, oh God, I was yeah, not allowed no, to see that no, either. I've you seen it. Bring up the movie. You do not, that, is, that is a reason <laughs> for therapy. It is so funny you actually asked that question because Sheen and I were talking about that on the um, – the X-Men Deadly Genesis show, because we're both from Long Island, and we were talking about, like, the Tiamo down the street. For you, Appalachia, that would be, like, the card and gift store. What is that? Like, it's like, yeah, that's it's like, it's like, Spanish. <laughs> yeah, it's like like cigars and cigarettes, but it also called, sold, like, trading cards, baseball cards, stuff like that. It was, as the years ago, they would add video games and stuff like that, like the cabinet ones, as you guys call them. Um, but yeah, we were totally talking about, like, getting garbage, sorry, garbage filled kids, or, like, Return of the Jedi cards. with the Or, or another answer that might not be it yeah no no i'm not saying that's the answer i'm saying trading cards was the subject matter of this discourse uh-huh <laughs> that everybody, everybody got it right so it's not like i mean i think i had like five words left in the sentence before. <laughs> <laughs> all right question number nine kenner struck gold landing the license for their star wars toys but when higher than expected demand for the toys left them scrambling for a way to sell the toys they did not have, they implemented an early bird certificate package. This package included four figures. Which of these were not one of the first four figures to be distributed? Darth Vader, Princess Leia, or R2-D2? Surprisingly, I did not know the answer to that. You know, okay. I can tell you the first 12 figures, but I couldn't tell you which were the first four in that pack. Burger King presents four bright, colorful Star Wars glasses. Hey, it's Luke Skywalker. And the princess. Gee, wow. Get your kids a different Star Wars glass each week. Buy a regular serving of Coke for 59 cents plus tax. Get Chewbacca. Get Darth Vader. R2-D2 and C-3PO. What mission are you talking about? We can get all four. Star Wars glasses at Burger King until August 17th. Correct answer is indeed Darth Vader. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Mark and Evan both went Princess Leia, and then Remington went with R2-D2. All four of the the characters were heroes. Uh, I believe it was Luke, Leia, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. It makes no sense to me. First of all, what boy wants a girl toy? Second. (laughs) (laughs) R2-D2 for me was the logical choice because of the mold. You know, you can have several different human molds, but having a mold that's a completely different body type, as it were. That's what I made sense to me. I see. I I went with Vader, but just because as a kid, I thought, which ones would I buy first? Which ones would I want first? And Vader would not be, you know, I was total good guys. So I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have went for the Vader immediately. I see that's the, but that's to me that defies the logic because like, and I do this now, even when I buy toys for children, I'm like, my wife's like buy one toy. And I'm like, no, the hero has to have a villain to fight. Or what was the point of having the hero? Like, you don't want an all good guy team. Yeah. Who's really going to fight then? Cliff, you got the point, buddy. You're you're pulling away here. You're pulling nice. away. All right. He-Man busts onto the toy scene. Last question in the 1970 to 1990 group here. He-Man busts onto the toy scene in the 1980s with a powerfully popular cartoon backing it up. Packaged with the toys are many comics that add to the backstory of the character on the card. One such story tells of the disappearance of Keldor, He-Man's uncle. But many believe that these events led to Keldor being a notorious He-Man villain. Who is this He-Man villain? He-Man meets off with his awesome group of evil. 
Fisto, Battle Armor He-Man, Quaffle, and Battle Armor Skeletor each sold separately. You asked for it, Quaffle. Meet Fisto with his super smash power. We'll see who smashes who. May the mightiest power prevail. Fisto and Clawful figures new from the Masters of the Universe collection, each sold separately. Other action figures also sold separately from Mattel. All answers are in. Remington was close, but Beast Man is not it. The correct answer is Skeletor. Yeah. I don't like that question. <laughs> I don't like that question. I'll tell you why, Jesse, because I know from all your years of service in the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network family that you did a series of podcasts on the mini comics from the He-Man toys. Indeed. We all got to pick our like favorite one we wanted to talk about, and I chose Stinkor. So there you go. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I was not sure about Beastman. It was honestly just a stab in the dark. I didn't think that you would be so brazen to throw Skeletor under the bus at me. Like it's so obvious that I didn't want to pick it. Yeah, it was in the 2000X Cartoon Network's show when it came out. They've you know established it further in the comics, I think, um, since then. But I don't remember it being in the mini comics. That's what kind of threw me off for the se- yeah. for a second. I thought you were going to go a different direction. So the only Masters of the Universe mini comic I can find is actually one that came with like one of the later waves, like Scareglow and Clamp Champ. And when they finally gave the Sorceress a figure, and the story is about He Man trying to figure out what happened to his uncle. Keldor. And it oh, doesn't okay. say so it was like 86, kind of 87 ish. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. The original mini comics were there were some stories about like uh the green goddess and and the two power swords, you know, uh, that that type of thing. It had a different storyline there in the beginning that I'm guessing they probably tried to um, integrate more into that filmation series and at the, towards the end of the line. So score update. We still have a pretty tight game here. Remington has a total of five points. Then Evan and Mark are tied with six. And Cliff went perfect that round and now has a total of eight points. Wow. 80s are my jam. Here comes the part where I was struggling even just to come up with questions about these things. This is the 1990s. Granted, I lived there too. The 1990s to the 2010s. This crazy game rose to prominence in the early 90s featuring small cardboard discs with pop culture related imagery and a larger disc called a slammer. Oh, at the, the, they're coming in already. What was the name of this game? I can always ask that again if you need me to, Mark. Please. All right. <laughs> because everybody else is done, Mark. <laughs> oh, fine. Fine. I don't even care. I don't, I, I vaguely remember what this was, but I'm going to guess wrong anyway. The correct answer is not Pokemon, Mark. You did not, <laughs> not slam your Pokemon with a slammer. You slam your pogs with a slammer. Oh, that you slam your I, Pokemon with a slammer, you monster. I I was in high school. I wasn't doing Pokemon. Um yeah. but because hitting them with a slammer is so much worse than, you know, legalized cockfighting. Here's the thing. I <laughs> this w- is true. <laughs> not in a million years would I would have remembered pogs, but I knew what pogs were. That that's a thing I do remember. I don't think you could escape them. Sure. I just always remember that one episode of The Simpsons where Millhouse trades Bart's soul for pogs. And he goes, Remember Alf? He's back in pog form. <laughs> Question number two. Ty Warner created these small 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All stuffed animals in 1994, and they ended up being the biggest hit of the 1996 Christmas season. What were these stuffed animals called? Ooh, boy. Maybe I misspoke. 90s are your guys' jam. My mom had one of those, and she kept it on the dash of her car. We put bumper stickers on our car. We hang stuff on the mirror so we can find it in a parking lot easier. That was how my mother found it. That was what they said. Okay, gotcha. This is yet another thing that I remember there being a big craze in the mid-90s with some sort of stuffed animal thing. On my kids, I can't remember what it was, so here's my wrong answer. Right. (laughs) It was 93. Uh, I was 10. (laughs) Oh, wow. I had coworkers at that time that cashed out their retirement to spend on this thing. Yes. Oh my God. When he says says the name of the Are they still working? I'm going to scream (laughs) because because I I know what this is and I can't, in my damn failed brain, I can't remember the name. The correct answer is Beanie Babies. Mother See what metal does to you, Mark. (laughs) See what metal does. Uh, I just dropped the phone. I got scared by that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, come here. Say that in the microphone. Come here. Say that in the microphone, real loud. Scared me to death. I know. <laughs> earmuffs, Jonas. Earmuffs. I'm gonna go out on a limb before the next question and say that Mark's gonna remember it vividly, but somehow not know the name. <laughs> that, Probably that seems to be the trend. <laughs> Aside from being a national security risk, having their own native language, Furbish, Furbies debuted at the Toy Fair in 1998. However, Hasbro was sued by Warner Brothers for the toy resembling a popular character from their hit 1984 movie. What was the name of this movie? Say her name. Me, Noodle. Play games. Big bad boy. And love you back. Uh-oh. Achoo. <laughs> Your Furby sneezed. Achoo. And gave mine a cold. Uh, everybody got this one right. Very good, Mark. You got a question. Uh, who are you going to call? Police Academy! <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I was going to say, anyone else remember when, that apparently they solved their differences because a few years later they came out with a version of Furby that was modeled and sounded like Gizmo. Gizmo, that's right. All right. First, this is a question. Uh, question number four. Uh, the answer was Gremlins for everybody listening. Oh, yeah. that's great. <laughs> if you could tell. The name. Coming in at first place on safety.smart911.com's list of deadliest toys. This toy also debuted as Toy of the Year in 2000. Was it Magnetics, which was known for children swallowing the mega magnetic power magnets, or CSI's fingerprint examination kit, unknowingly containing 7% of one of the deadliest forms of asbestos, or the Razor Scooter, sending 110,000 kids to the ER in 2001? Which of those three was the top deadliest toy according to safety.smart911.com. Yeah, that's right. You know that website. Everybody's been there. That particular toy got banned in my school because I remember too many kids brought it. Teachers were really pissed. A lot of dusting for fingerprints at your school, Alexis? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. All right. The correct answer, the Razor Scooter. Mark, Evan, and Cliff got that one correct. And Remington, it was not the magnetics, which really surprised me because I still hear horror stories of like kids swallowing magnets. Last question. Patented in 1999, these shoes would let you smoothly glide across the floor provided you stay upright. What were these <laughs> shoes called? Heelys, wheelies, or injuries? I still see a lot of kids wearing these at Comic-Cons. Yeah, they just came out with a new version, I think, of Adam and Crocs. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me they also sell them also in Birkenstocks and Doc Martens. <laughs> All right. Correct answer is Heelys. So that right there is the end of round one. And to tally things up here. I have got the scores. We had two people actually go perfect that round. Evan and Cliff both got five points. Remington came in with four points, and Mark was suffering there at the beginning, but made up made, made things up there with the last three questions, got all three of those last questions right there, but he got a total of three points that round. Now, as for round totals, I'll go ahead and give that right now. First place, Cliff has a total of 13 points. Second place... Coming in at 11 points is Evan Bevins. And then we have a tie for third between Mark and Remington. Both of them have a total of nine points. All I, all I can say is, I'll get you next time, Cliffhanger. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Second round. Here we go. All right. Before we get to round two, it's time to quickly tell you about Amazon Music. If you enjoy rocking out to some great tunes, head to getamazonmusic.com slash W2M network. You can get a free 30-day trial where you can check out over 70 million songs. That's getamazonmusic.com slash W, the number two M network for that free 30-day trial. Now, let's get back to our game. Well, if everybody's ready, we can rock and roll here into round two. 
uh, it's going to be the same format where we do five questions in the two decades. Uh, but these are two points apiece, and they are going to get a little bit tougher. Uh, so here we go. This toy set was developed in 1914 and consisted of wooden sticks and spools with holes drilled in them. It wasn't until the 1950s that color was added and the wooden sticks appeared in red, green, blue, and peach. What is the name of this toy? You see a lot of these if you go to uh, Toy Story Land and Disney World. Oh, really? That's true. Yeah, it looks, it's kind of fun. The, the, the land is designed to look like it's built out of toys, like Andy built it in his backyard kind of a thing. You see a That's lot of cool. things with building blocks and stuff. And yeah, this particular toy, uh, a lot of the constructs are made out, or well, designed to look like they're made out of it. Let, let me get, understand this, right? Are you saying I'm not in Andy's backyard? I mean, you're wherever the drugs take you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. You are in Andy's backyard and how found a way to turn Sleeky Dog into a roller coaster. Have fun with that. <laughs> that would be that'd be some yeah, that's some heavy drugs. So the all answers are in, and the correct answer, Tinker Toys. Cliff oh. and Evan both got that correct. Mark and Remington both guessed the same thing. They both said Lincoln Logs, which... Where number one? I, uh, Where number yeah. one? I knew... I, I, I could not, for the life Two of me, remember Tinker Toys. Just so the one. only thing that came to my head was Lincoln Logs, and I knew they don't have a, a whole bore through them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Can you hear? Lincoln Logs were first produced between 1916 and 19. 17 by John Lloyd Wright. I thought it was Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Nerf dropped safely into people's homes in 1970, but it took a, a little longer to get the Nerf gun into an eager child's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to wait so you can rewrite that question? Wow. I think, yeah. Children don't want to kill people. That was on purpose. Ah. <laughs> Jesse, I'm proofreading everything before we start the show, okay? I'm calling it now. Uh, you're a maniac in your home. Do you need to arm him with the best <laughs> that toys can offer? Well, welcome to Nerf. Wow. Uh, okay, so the Nerf gun. What decade did the first Nerf gun appear? The 70s, the 80s, the 90s, or the 2000s? Got a little tougher because I threw a fourth option in there. Yeah, you see? The uh, the ones that Ginger quizzed me with before we started, there was one that had like, it was multiple choice and it had like eight different answers to it. It's like, how in the hell am I supposed to get any of that right? <laughs> it was like, I have a one in eight chance to get it right. That's garbage. I wrote that question. I wrote it. <laughs> how do you even remember all eight options? <laughs> and it was 14 paragraphs long, so I know Jesse wrote it. <laughs> So the correct answer, all answers are in. The correct answer, the 1990s. So, yes, uh, it came out in 1991. Well, let me read this to you. In 1991, the screaming football called the Vortex debuted alongside the Nerf bow and arrow. It wasn't until the following year, 1992, that the Nerf sharpshooter became the very first Nerf dart blaster. See, I remember in the 80s, I remember the dart guns with the suction cup darts, yep. but I have no memory of Nerf guns until later on. So good guess. <laughs> All right. Correct answers were given by Remington and Cliff. Here we go. Question number three. In the 1960s, this doll was the second highest selling doll of the decade, just behind Barbie. When you pulled the drawstring, she would speak different phrases such as, I love you, I hurt myself, or please take me with you. Easily earning the name Chatty Blank. What is the name that is missing? Can you say 
different things. Let's play house. Please change my dress. We can change our dresses now, goodness knows. Now you've got a wardrobe full of pretty clothes. <laughs> Everybody got this one right. Everybody gets two points. Chatty Cathy is the correct answer. Can I tell you why I know that? Tell me why. I didn't know that that was an actual doll. I always totally think it was like a Betsy Wetsy or something like that. But as soon as you said Chatty, and I'm like, oh, I, to- I call everyone I know, including my kids, like Chatty Cathy. Yep. That must have been a real thing. And that, that, that's apparently so where I got it, it from. It existed. So follow up to that. I also thought it was Betsy Wetsy because this was one of the or a similar question that Ginger had asked. And I got it wrong. So I knew it was Chatty Cathy. Oh, wow. Wow. So it paid off. It it- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Paid off. Studied, I wouldn't sir. know because I thought Chatty Cathy was the name of the talking doll from that one episode of The Twilight Zone. I told you you'd be sorry. Christy. Christy. Wake up, Christy. Daddy. Go back to the, it was Talkie Tina, by the way. Talkie oh, Tina. Talkie oh, Tina. Oh, thank you. All right. In September of 1977, Sears marketed and sold its video arcade cartridge system. However, most people would know this system under a different brand. What was the name of that brand? Betsy Wetsy. Betsy Wetsy. <laughs> <laughs> you can play most all the video games you've ever wanted to play. It's the video game system from Sears. You can play up to 371 video games, all on cartridges. This cartridge of 27 target games comes with it. And now the video game system from Sears is only $139.99. A super value for Christmas. Sears, where America shops for value. Okay, so we have all answers in, and the correct answer is Atari. I I knew as soon as I typed that in there, I I was like, oh, shoot. If it ends up being ColecoVision, I would have thrown something across the room. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fifth and final question. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. We all know that tune, but it turns out the Weebles were associated with a popular 60s children's television show. Was the television show Sesame Street, Wanderama, or Romper Room? One day, kids pretend they're flying into Weeble Airport. Next day, they play around the Weeble Cottage. Or if it's real nice, they go out to the Weeble Marina and go fishing. Hey, hey, look at me and Weeble. The Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. All right, all answers are in, and the correct... I, I feel, Jesse, I feel my lead shrinking here with these oh, last two questions. Oh, well, I don't know about that. You got this one right. It's Romper Room. Mark, yeah. Remington, and Cliff both got Romper Room. Right now, we have a very close second round. Cliff and Remington both have a total of eight points. Evan and Mark 
both have a total of six. So there is our first section of the second round. When are you going to ask about the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier? Because that answer I know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Already one G.I. Joe question asked, Mark. Sorry. Oh, okay. Can't do it again. Go ahead and just tell us all the questions before you ask them. That would would be helpful. (laughs) I got another favorite 80s franchise right here in this first question on the decades between 1970 to 1990. And that question goes like this. Bumblebee, Optimus Prime, Megatron were all characters from the spectacular 80s animated television show featuring transforming robots called the Transformers. But that's not what this question is about. Name <laughs> what did Popeye eat? <laughs> Name Transformers. <laughs> Name one Gobot. Oh, <laughs> where's Chris Bailey when I need him? Yeah, where's I Kevin that- Jet when I need him? <laughs> Jesse, I'm assuming you have you're sitting there with a list of every Gobot ever made, according to machinerobo.fandom.com. <laughs> I have the list in front of me that enti- that has 36 GoBots. No, I'm sorry, 72. 72. There's two columns to this thing. I got Ooh, Google. Send me that link. <laughs> I got Google open here. If somebody insists they're right, I'll do a search and we'll confirm if they are. Yes, that sounds good. When, when I, I was take a back kid, my compliment earlier about the, the nice question asking. That was <laughs> terrible. When I was a kid, I, I knew a little about Transformers. I, I don't think I ever, I don't think we got the, the cartoon in the deep bowels of Appalachia where I grew up. I don't know. So let me, uh, but, let me tell you this, Evan. Go bot, go mm-hmm. bot, my mighty robot, go bots. I, th- I think you forgot some words. No, that's it. I, was I thought it was mighty robots, mighty vehicles, go bots. Maybe. I don't know. I think you're big enough for the king of the road. Remington, are you? Did you provide anything yet? Can I phone a friend? He's thinking. (laughs) Just Google it like the rest of us. I literally have. I literally (laughs) have nothing. So I'm going to. I'm going to take the nothing, sir. Throw some like crazy words together. Okay. All the answers are in. Two people guessed leader one, Cliff and Evan. <laughs> Mark said tank. And for a second, I was like, bullsh. But no, there it is. <laughs> a GoBot listed as number two on this list as tank. Listen, Jesse, I swear to God, if you tell me that Carzilla isn't on that list, I'm killing myself right now. <laughs> so Remington, unfortunately, Carzilla is not on the list. So we are going to have to give you a zero in regards to that. Now... Hungarian inventor Erno Rubik created his first 3D-colored coded puzzle cube in the mid-1970s. But it wasn't until the following decade that Rubik became a household name with the Rubik's Cube. Your job is to name four of the six colors on a classic Rubik's Cube. I thought you were going to ask about that cartoon. That was weird. On a mysterious night, Rubik's Cube appeared, bringing happy day. Hello, my name is Rubik. I 
All right. Find a Rubik's Cube hair barrette. I took pictures of an unsolved Rubik's Cube all six sides to make absolutely sure I had the correct number of each colored space because I was so paranoid I was going to screw it up. There was only two ways to solve a Rubik's Cube when I was growing up. Take all the stickers off and put them back where they belong or pull the whole thing apart and put it back the way it's supposed to go. No you one could actually it, solve one what, of these things. You didn't things. hit it with a hammer? <laughs> well, no, you were trying to solve it. Blunt force solves most things. That's what they tell me at the domestic violence shelter, but I seldom agree with them. jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody gets two points just because I want to move on. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody got that one right. <laughs> everybody got that one right. Well, I was hoping that was a tough one. I was like, oh, I can throw more numbers at them. Nope, nope, nope. Everybody got that one right. White, red, green, yellow, blue, and I don't know the last one. Yeah, no, none of you guys got that Orange. Color. It was orange. That's right. Good. Very good. Everybody gets two points. We'll go into the third question. Cliff, you may have heard of this one. It's fake noodles board game edition. Here we go. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> which which one of these oh boy I I this is a paragraph so bear with me which one of these board games is not real all right we have Oma's Pantaloons, a game where the comically large pants of an elderly lady are blown open with air and kids have to launch as many plastic balls as they can into them before the timer goes off. I need this game. What I... Right? <laughs> or... If it's not real, it should be. Or is it, I want to bite your finger, where players roll a die and move around a board while turning hands on a gothic-looking clock. I'm sorry, I, I didn't get it the first time. Say it again but louder and more silly. I want to bite your finger. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> players rolled a die and moved around a board while turning hands on a gothic-looking clock. If you were unlucky, the vampire would wake, throw open his cardboard cloak, and you'd have to stick your finger in his mouth and let him bite. <laughs> wow. Or, or is it this third choice? Seance. Each player has to bid on dead Uncle Everett's possessions, and the person with the highest bid has to communicate with him to find out the value. After that, the player with the most money after estate taxes wins. So your three choices are Oma's Pantaloons, I Want to Bite Your Finger, or Seance. Remember, one of these is wrong, but two of these are real. Right? That's what I was thinking. I'm just like, the, two of these are real stupid ass games <laughs> Look, at this point i have no doubt that cliff owned the two real ones or at least played them <laughs> i right my son went through a phase where he was really into board games he's seven now this was like a year or two ago and they make so many gross disgusting ridiculous games for children i am absolutely not surprised too where those are real yeah in all honesty i had to guess on this one this is a seth question he is our game board aficionado he's got the whole collection from all the old board games i've seen six million dollar man and dukes of hazard and all kinds of stuff over there now was he the one who just recently cleaned out his uh thing or yeah yeah he just okay. went through his collection and updated it i think I'll give you I'll give you the two that are actually real. I want to bite your finger is indeed a real game Knew that it. came out in the 70s, I believe. <laughs> also, Seance is a real game. I figured there are other pants-based board games, and I hadn't heard of that one. So Oh my yeah. as he's reading Same. the thing about Seance, I was checked out. I'm like, I'm bored listening to the description of this game. <laughs> That can't oh, be so now it's Jesse's fault that you don't know. Well, yeah. So, yes, it looks like Evan and Cliff got that one. Ninth question. 
This electronic game was unveiled at Studio 54, consisting of a red, blue, yellow, and green button. Players could challenge each other by repeating the sequence and adding another button press. The first person to get the sequence incorrectly lost. What was the name of this game? Jeez Louise. Let me finish. <laughs> did all of us well, get the two answer? Two harder did, questions. <laughs> did all of us type the question, the answer in before you finished? Yes. Everybody nice. got it right. Simon is the correct answer. Simon was unveiled at Studio 54. Uh, my grandma used to have a I was wondering what that movie was about. <sighs> all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's all it wasn't at all about hookers and cocaine. And Simon. And Simon. <laughs> All right, fifth and final question of the 1970 to 1990s. 1988 is the year that Playmates unleashed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures upon... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the world in the original line of figures released that year, which one of these villains was not among the roster? Bebop, Rocksteady, Baxter Stockman, or the lowly foot soldier? Get out of the way, bad dudes! It's the Turtles' party wagon! The wacky attack band means good times for the green guys and hard knocks for the foot, especially with the tenderizer. Yeah, and it's a big hit everywhere we go. And look, here comes the turtle cycle with its working handlebar slingshot and armored sidecar. It'll drive Shredder crazy. Yeah, let's step on it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Vehicles and figures each sold separately from Playmates. Yeah, these questions were supposed to be hard. Everybody gets this one right. Everybody typed in Baxter Stop. Damn! <laughs> Look at I'm Casey competitive. Jones over here on my uh, on my shelf right now. Yeah, nice, very nice. And I, and wing. I, re oh, I remember having to wait for Baxter Stockman. So. Oh, really? So you? Yeah. I, I just an educated guess. I I, I remember Bebop and Rocksteady being like a prominent part of the figure line, and then who wouldn't have made a foot soldier? Was your Baxter right. Stockman figure of him as a human or him as a fly? No, he was fly. pretty fly for a bad guy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that hurts. Uh, well, so everybody got that right. Score update as we go into our last round. Oh, okay, Mark, you have a total of 23 <laughs> points right now. Remington, you have a total of 23. Evan Bevins, you have a total of 27. And Cliff, 3, 8, 13, 21. 9 million. 31. 31. So <laughs> it's still close. That last round we had Evan and Cliff both went perfect. Is Cliff ain't out of reach yet, is he? Because if somebody went like perfect and he screwed up real bad. Yeah, mathematically, we're all still alive. Uh, 1990s to 2010. Last five questions. This toy first released in Japan in 1999. The toys spin at a ferocious speed and battle each other for points based on if the toy stops spinning 
or not are knocked out of the ring. What is the name of this toy? Remington all over this one. I feel like this is Remington's era right here. This is a sweet spot for him. Very well be. He got that one really quick. I don't know what this is, so I'm giving you a wrong answer. Do I lose points if I put a question mark at the end of it? (laughs) All right. All I I know about this question is that you really need to let it rip. Oh, (laughs) that could mean something. That's right. It's Beyblade. I think this was a toy. I think my son had these. Yeah. That's how old I am. They came out in 99, and that was in Japan. And I I didn't write down when they caught fire over here, but... Um, they first hit the U.S. market in 2002. 2002. And I'm a big anime fan, so even the, like, quirky kid, even though this was a little, like, into my teens, it's not one that I watched consistently, but I knew of it because it I, was an anime. Right now, uh, yeah, Mark missed that one. Rock'em Sock'em Robots was not the correct answer. Uh, <laughs> a little disappointed you didn't include a question with Rock'em Sock'em Robots as the answer. A question two, while Barbie dolls, they are not. These dolls debuted in 2001, and according to statepress.com, everybody goes to that website, as of 2019, there were 15 movies centering around this franchise, including one live-action film. What is the name of the brand of this doll? That live-action film is on IMDb's bottom 100. I'm pretty sure if it's the one I'm thinking of, I watched the first five or ten minutes of it just a couple weeks ago. With my kids. With my kids. (laughs) (laughs) All alone in a dark basement. (laughs) I think five or ten minutes is enough for us to go, okay, he made the right decision. My basement is well lit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, everybody got that one correct. That is right. Rats. Well, question number three, Skylanders, described as a Toys to Life action adventure video game series, was initially Mm. released in 2011. The first game featured a very familiar character that many could find at home on the first generation of PlayStation. Who was this character? Was it Spyro the Dragon, Crash Bandicoot, or Parappa the Rappa? Kick, punch, it's all in the mind If you wanna test me, I'm sure you'll find The things I'll teach you, be sure to beat ya Nevertheless, you'll get a lesson from teacher Now kick, 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 kick Punch, 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 punch Jump, 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 jump Lock, lock, more now kick Oh, God, Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> oh, Fantastic no. game. Uh, the correct answer is Spyro. Everybody got it right. So two points across the board for everybody there. All right. Question number four. Released in Japan in 1996, these toys became so popular that there is a small southern England town with a plot of land dedicated to the burial of these electronic pets. And yes, the pets could die. In fact, a principal sent out a memo forbidding the toys in school because some pupils got so despondent after they died that they needed consoling and even care from the school nurse. What were these electronic pets called? This is why when the Red Chinese attack, we're going to (laughs) lose. I just remember them being banned in our class because you couldn't mute them. Yeah. And every time time one of them beeped, my teachers would spin around. It's like, all right, who's got the blank? And just they were furious. 
All right. Answers are in, and everybody got it right. It is Tamagotchi. God. Oh, cool. I, I got technically, credit. I spelled that terribly wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, technically, I totally got that wrong, but I I knew what it was. Well, I mean, I couldn't remember how to I, I, like, spelled it phonetically. The I, like, letters I are there. <laughs> <laughs> I Hachigami. I was like, Hachigami. I know that's wrong, but I I know what it is. Tachigami is <laughs> not right. <laughs> you got them little tachigamis there, don't you? <laughs> I need one for Christmas. My my granddaughter is just going nuts over them. I can't even handle her. Who's got who's got the Gucci's? What's what Tamaguchi? I believe is also a Japanese wrestler. Wow. All right. So what is supposed to be like probably one of the hardest rounds of this contest, almost everybody has got every single answer right. So nice. here comes well, you've the... been reading them very well. All right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I will not come away with this show with a complex in any way. <laughs> those, those are compliment, Jesse. It's okay, Jesse. Yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday we'll listen to D Snyder and it'll all be okay. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> all right. Final question. The TMNT are back, baby. Fuck, that's two turtle questions in one round. Going from animation to a live action television show in 1997, Ninja Turtles, the next mutation, looked very similar to what you'd find in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And of course, a series of toys were needed to get out to go along with the show. However, this series had something unique, a female turtle. When Splinter gathered the original four TMNT, he mistakenly left this turtle behind. What was this turtle's name? Love that you dropped the Power Rangers reference because there was a crossover episode between this series and, and I think it was Power Rangers in Space. I think that was the. No, you're thinking of Homeboys from Space. This is how it all began the true story of two good friends since the age of five. It's been their dream to run a starship as a team when everything was going cool. Tell a minor miss, I've been flight school. The body ship went very far. <laughs> yeah, there was there, there was definitely a crossover of between those two, but I don't know which version it was. Well, I will tell you that after looking at the wiki, uh, the it was Saban Entertainment that was behind, or at least it's listed as one of the ones behind the next mutation. So uh, it cool. makes sense. That yeah, makes it, sense. Yeah, it makes sense that they crossed. Then how come we didn't see a cameo from them when we reviewed Power Rangers meets uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? That, that series is unfinished. <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and tweet the uh, writer? Uh, because I feel like that should happen. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, Remington. Can you give me a first letter? Remington is digging deep, digging deep. I would, I you, you know, I would clue. love to give clues because I have a perfect way of giving a clue for this one. Listen, I've got to give a, a clue here now. I don't want any more bullshit any time during the day from anyone that includes me let mark radlitz run this one through his head here okay mark all right now think about this yes sir all right so you have splinter who finds the teenage mutant ninja turtles and he names them what after italian painting oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i just hit him Which Italian painter was Annie again? I can't remember. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Little orphan Annie. That he left her behind. Okay, She's an orphan. Okay. So the correct answer is Venus de Milo. So Venus 
was the female turtle, not Jenny Remington Hitchcock, but Venus. <laughs> the Jenny Jenny. 857309. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yep. I got nothing. It was hard to remember because the turtle had both arms. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that joke to come up. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We have the tally totals. I want to go ahead and just run down real quick on the second round. Cliff was able to manage 28 points coming out on top in that second round. Evan close behind with 26 total points. Remington had 22, and then Mark had 20. So the final tally, though, here we go. Going from bottom to top, Mark Radlich coming in with 29 points, while Remington barely beat him by two with a total of 31. And then Evan separating himself from the field there by six more points, having a total of 37 points. And Cliff coming in at the top spot with a total of 41. So Cliff Barnes from Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast, is tonight's Tripped Up Trivia winner. Yeah. Congratulations. Good job, man. Good job. Uh, Thank you. you. Represented well, sir. First off, I want to tell all of you, thanks for coming and and joining in on the show. I vote next time you throw in on the last question, bonus question, 10-point ringer, just to really mix it up. Oh, really? That way it's still anybody's game. I understand. There's 10 points between you and Cliff, and I have a feeling... He's just because I beat him. (laughs) Yep. You you know, Uh, it wouldn't matter because Cliff would have gotten that question right, too. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I know, but at least I wouldn't go to bed crying tonight. (laughs) I will tell you, there is a tear here. I'm just looking at it. Cliff went the fifth question of the second round straight through the end and didn't miss Mm. one. So that is that is uh, impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. So let's go ahead and we'll get into plugs here. Before we head into plugs, this would be a good time to tell you about a sponsor of the W2M Network and That is Grammarly. For you, the listeners of Tripped Up Trivia, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. It also helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes, and while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com W, the number 2M network, to download Grammarly for free. I guess we'll start with Evan. Evan, please uh, do us a favor. Tell people where they can find you and and uh, what you're doing nowadays. Um, well, you can find me at asterisk51.blogspot.com where uh, I'm sharing all the uh, Free Willy movie sequel posters I drew in seventh grade because, you know, that beats coming up with, with new material. I, I, I do, do occasionally uh, do other things as well. You can also uh, check out newsandsentinel.com. They, they actually let me write about comics at my day job, too, sometimes. You can go to Webtoons to look at the first two issues of Support Group. One of these days, I'm going to post the third issue. And uh, if you don't check, you won't know when it happens. Well, Remington Hitchcock of the Dueling Ogres podcast, please tell everybody where they can find your shenanigans. You can reach us on Twitter at Dueling Ogres. Email us at Dueling Ogres or leave a comment on any of our social medias. You can also find us at DuelingUrgers.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter that gets released once a month and lets you know when our episodes post. We're also available on every podcast catcher that you can freely
freaking imagine, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora, finally. And uh, we have recently been recording our sessions of Dungeons & Dragons, and I have been uh, releasing them onto YouTube very slowly. Uh, The first ones kind of start off a little rocky, but the the production value will get better over time. I have been tinkering every episode, so that's it. All right, very good. Cliff Barnes, let's hear it. Let's hear about Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Anything else you'd like to promote? Uh, No, not really. I mean, and I haven't done plug. We quit doing plugs. Um, I haven't done this for a long time. So uh, you can find us. We're probably most active on Facebook, Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Find us on Podbean, www.udam with kpp all the podcatchers i apple podcast now we're pretty easy to circle around to and uh if, if you like comics and stuff check out uh soprocomics.com i'll give a little shout out to uh to jordan and michael two of my partners in podcasting we, we've been trying to come up with some new ideas we're uh dangerously close to 300 episodes uh that's coming up pretty quickly on us i think we're at 295 right now um at the time of this recording so a lot of fun we do some fun segments talk about whatever we want to um movies tv comics stop down at asylum comics if you're in ever in marriott ohio uh down on third street and uh yeah i think that pretty much covers it mark radlich the schedule is there sir i want you to tell us all about it well this is airing on uh september 4th by that point, we will have released all of our old Iron Man material featuring the Mandarin, who has been repurposed for the movie Shang-Chi, which is why we re-released all of it now. Uh, we'll have a we'll have a watch-along for the Jake Paul-Tyrone Woodley fight in the archive for you. Jesse and Chris Armstrong did a Shang-Chi comic by uh, Jean Lun Yang called uh, Volume 1 Brothers and Sisters. Um, so you can check that out. That's in the archives as well. Plus all of our Candyman reviews, both old and new and blue this week coming up we've got a review of the new shang chi and the the ten rings review we'll have a review of the new iron maiden album and then we'll have another trivia for you uh hopefully jason teasley will have gotten his act together and jesse and him will give you a trip to trivia for the nfl just in time for the new season so go ahead and check that out and then lastly james wan has a new movie coming out The, the movie is called malignant by james wan the comic book that he did, while similar in name, uh, a very different thing called Malignant Man, and that's uh, going to be reviewed by uh, Jesse Starcher, who did a great job on this podcast tonight, and Chris Armstrong. Check that out. That'll all be in the archives, along with all of our old shows, new shows, blue shows, slightly used shows, all of it. It's all there for you. They're all blue shows, but Mark Radlich is involved. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> um, just like everybody else here, we're on all the podcatchers, Apple, Spotify. We have uh, we now have video. For I don't know what reason people wanted to see what we look like and where we're recording from. So now you can see how dirty my house is. Um, you can see my wife when she walks past me on camera. You can see my kids when they run the other direction on camera. Um, you can see Jesse from the basement bunker that he lives in. That's right. Uh, <laughs> You can types and comic books and all sorts of miscellaneous stuff out here. You, you can see the dogs attack Alexis and sit on her head. It's all there for you. It's on video and, and all that video is captured and presented on YouTube for on the W2M page. So check that out if you if you are interested in seeing how the sausage is made. 
All right. Alexis Haina. Yes, Honeysuckle Rose Creations, intersection of geek and chic. As we're recording this, I'm at the Colorado Springs Comic Con. It's our first time working the show, but it has been an amazing turnout. Not to mention, just going to say, Colorado Springs is a beautiful little town. It's really fun to be out here. So uh, coming up next, uh, before our next convention, quick drop that we will be having a sale over Labor Day weekend. Everything in our shops, both Amazon and uh, Etsy, everything will be 15% off. So be sure to go check that out. And uh, after that sale, we're getting ready for our last convention of the year, the Cincinnati Comic Expo. This is one of our favorite shows. We've been going there for years. Love it. Always have a lot of fun there. It's going to be a blast. Uh, As always, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future updates. We're looking at a couple of new wholesale shops here in the uh, Kansas City area and possibly one here in Colorado Springs. So uh, those in the area, keep a lookout. If you can't make it to the cons, you know, still want to promote some small businesses you can go check out these shops that'll be buying our stuff we will be providing a list of those shops on our social media and of course etsy and handmade at amazon our shops are fully stocked and ready to go that's honeysuckle rose creations the intersection of geek and cheek all right fantastic want to thank everybody for joining us thank our guests for coming on here this evening and hanging out with us and i look forward to the next tripped up trivia so i'm jesse starcher have a great night we'll talk to you soon bye-bye So you might be wondering why there's another 25 minutes left of this podcast. Well, we had so much fun recording that there was a lot of extra that wasn't extremely critical to the game, but a lot of fun ensued that I felt needed to be shared. So this right here is a compilation of some of the extra stuff that we got into, some of the side conversations, us laughing at each other, us talking over each other, and of course, singing, so much singing. Oh my goodness. So so here we go. Here is about 20 to 25 minutes of extra footage from our tripped up trivia on toys. Enjoy. Now, just to throw a little bit of extra trivia out there, I'm not going to ask the question, but something that I learned as I was doing my research and I found pretty funny. His original name, Dr. G. Raff, R-A-F-F-E. <laughs> so you think you the G stood for Jeffrey? Jeffrey Raff? It very well could. <laughs> I don't know why the doctor yeah. in there. I mean, does he have to have a degree? He wanted to better himself. I mean, you know, what if I Toys R Us didn't last forever? Uh, that hurts. It really hurts. <laughs> You had something to fall back on. I'm just glad that I dated a girl who thought Jeffrey was one of the cutest characters she ever knew. (laughs) And worked at Toys R Us. Oh, nice. Did you guys see they're like reopening Toys R Us? And I think one of the uh, the big mall stores like Macy's or something. Yeah, it's Uh, going into the Macy's stores in some locations. Yeah, he's right. I got that one right. Yeah. Woo. All right. How many points? I have a friend who worked at Toys R Us and dressed up as Jeffrey. Okay. It's my six degrees of Kevin Bacon moment right there. Hey. Hey, do you guys remember, uh, do you remember Child World or um, Children's Palace? Do you remember the uh, name of the, the their mascot that was the panda on roller skates? Did any of you ever go to a, a child? I don't. I never even knew that existed. I, I feel that like at? that. Was, I feel like 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 a B Dalton's or a Walden Books. There was always like a toy store in whatever mall was in your area, and that might have been the name of it. But it's been so long since the in mall toy store was a thing that I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, was it, it was Doctor P Anda. No, it it was. I think it was Peter. 
I want to say Peter Panda, but I just remember the panda bear on roller skates. Uh, I think I don't think we had one around here. Uh, the closest was Columbus, I believe. But but yeah, but, uh, other than they were kind of the big rival to, to Toys R Us in the very beginning, kind of before KB toy came along. Jimmy, KB, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. KB's- yeah, to- Toys R Us and, K- and KB Toys were the toy stores we had in Kansas City, at least the ones I knew of. Because we had a KB in our mall here and... Going to the mall is big stuff for me, Mark. So, like, <laughs> you know, we, us down here in Appalachia, you go to the mall, buddy, and you see the toy store. Is that we, so, Appalachia? We, now you just we had do to go mess. out of town to Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was like tourism destination for me. <laughs> Well, let's well, say there, there was there was no experience quite like actually going to the FAO Schwartz, especially the ones in the big cities. Look at oh, you, fancy! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I only thought those existed on TV Land. Sorry, we didn't all have billionaire money to go to FAO Schwartz. <laughs> When I was a kid, my family and I took a vacation to Chicago, and they had the multi-level uh, FAO Schwartz. So you had to ride the escalator up to see all the toys. It was right when the first Toy Story movie came out, and, my, and they had fully functional Buzz Lightyear action figures. Oh, wow. And I remember my dad and me just having fun playing with the Buzz Lightyears and pressing all the buttons and annoying the hell out of my mother. <laughs> I remember it was actually after Big came out. I think I'm a million years older than like everybody here, I think. So um, I think when Big came out, my friends and I ventured. I know Big. (laughs) There we go. And uh, we went to the FAO Schwartz in New York City now that I'm I'm not goofing on Alexis. And I remember like they had the the floor piano thing that you could dance on and everything. And we were like, oh, my God, Big. We were those people. So I was born December 25th, 1983, and I still have my Cabbage Patch Kid doll that I got for when I was born. You still have yours? Did you have girl cousins, too, and desperately wanted to fit in with them, and so you had to have a Cabbage Patch Kid like me? No. You just wanted one? (laughs) Nope. I'm just, I just love babies. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. That's a a little follow-up question. Does anyone else here have uh, a toy still from when they were either born or an infant and would still have like something they've held on to all this time that's a that's a, for myself yes. i don't know uh, okay what is it oh it's a teddy bear teddy bear okay not a foot away from me i have uh sitting in the original box uh my wife's cabbage patch doll she got back you know probably in 83 but yeah i can i can see it sitting right here in front of me I have a, it's not a toy, but I want to participate in the discussion. I have a picture frame of Scrooge McDuck and his money bank. And there's like Huey, Dewey and Louie and Donald in there. And I, I can't remember the story I got it from, but it was, but I had to have it as a little kid. I made my parents buy it for me, this wonderful piece of artwork. And it's the only thing I have from my childhood. And it's now hanging in my son's room. Oh, that's cool. Well, Scro- yeah, Scrooge McDuck is still your favorite uh, Disney character, right? He's up there. Yep. Okay. I don't know what that's about me as a person, but. <laughs> I still have one of the teddy bears from. From uh, when I first came home, I apparently had like a ton of teddy bears I was given when I came home from the hospital. And this one, it was a Gundaper bear. And I still have it. And all the fuzz has gone from his nose. And I've had to restitch his ears and several appendages. And right now he's hiding in my closet because my Labrador doesn't understand the difference between no, that's mom's. And, oh, look, chew toy. <laughs> I'd like to tell the people from like the Virginia area of this podcast that I used to have a Jesus action figure. <laughs> like for real, I had I had a Jesus action figure and I kept it in the package for years and years and years. I must have got it when I was in college. And, and it was one of the few things for all the moving and, and losing things that I did that I held on to and held on to it for years years and years and years and i gave it to my daughter who immediately took it out of the package and broke it i remember you telling me that story 
And I remember that 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 went on to how like I, I'm not a kid anymore, and it doesn't bother me that it's out of the package because I think <laughs> I've started talking about that, and that really upset me. I was like, no, because when you look at my shelves, you'll see to this day. Well, to this day, I mean, my kids will always be like, Dad, why don't you take those out of the package? No, I'm not taking the Funko Pops out of the boxes they're in. They're staying there in the box. Jesse, I saw I showed you the picture that I got from my my wife got me a gift. And it's the uh, the Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage duo Little People pack. You better have them still in the box. In hang, in, in a prominent place on my shelf in the living room, above okay. all the Funkos. All right. Yeah. My, and then my, my, my kids ask me, like, are you going to take them out and play with them? And I'm like, well, they're little people. That'd be a little strange. But no, they're, 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 <laughs> these are for ornaments. My I never does understood my... the concept of keeping something in the box until I, was, I saw that one episode of Dexter's Laboratory when the kids end up in a doll convention by mistake and they accidentally open up a doll with a mint condition uh oh, yeah, mint in box mint in box from box okay you want her nrfb or mnb what nrfb never removed from box mnb mint condition no box if the containment field has been tampered with the crystal would become contaminated thusly unsuitable for our needs nrfb of course thanks Hold on to the skins. You mentioned they pray. We have many this woman seems to be suspended in cryogenic stasis. And by the look of her attire, she's been in hibernation for centuries. I've got to revive her. You've ruined the collector's value! Never remove from Yeah, I, yeah, but see, I went to a circus once where somebody showed up to rob the circus and Darth Vader saved everybody, so I always kind of thought of him as a good guy. <laughs> I, I'm lost. I don't know. No, that, that really happened. Too. This was post-Return of the Jedi, but okay, oh, I'm going to let okay. you in on a secret, Jesse. The guy wasn't really trying to rob the circus. It was all part of the act. And he wasn't really Darth Vader? I, would, I thought you were going to say he no, wasn't no, no. really Darth Vader. <laughs> no, no, no. Someone dressed as Darth Vader came and chased the robber out. This was post-Return of the Jedi. So, you know, almost 40-year-old spoiler alert, guys. I don't he, know. Yeah, he's, he's not a bad There guy. was he, some uh, good left in him. He-Man busts onto the toy scene in the 1980s with a powerfully popular cartoon backing it up. Packaged with the toys are many comics that add to the backstory of the characters on the card. One such story tells of the disappearance of Keldor, He-Man's uncle. But many believe that the events that led to Keldor, many of the, yeah, let's try that again. Many believe that events, let's try, I don't know how I wrote that. Uh, let's, uh, Jesse, <laughs> did you forget how to use Grammarly? <laughs> I did. That's post-edit stuff. I'm not doing it here. Most Jesse, did you forget how to use Amazon Music? <laughs> uh, wait Jesse, till we did start. You forget wait. That this, did you forget that this Tuesday is the Candyman review? Sorry. Wait. <laughs> We're going to start sp sponsoring Manscaped here pretty soon. So, I Jesse, hope. did you forget how to use Manscaped? <laughs> We're all joking. Cliff's just racking up the points, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. He, go ahead. I lost all hope, so. <laughs> once once again, Cliff pulls ahead of me, even when he's <laughs> failing getting a podcast reward for the Middle-Eye Valley. <laughs> just remember, when all hope seems lost, Darth Vader might jump out of a box and save the day. And then um, also, I'd like to take this opportunity to say Snout Spout is the best Masters of the Universe figure. 
Not Mechanek? No. Okay. All right. Just checking. Yeah, but Mechanek is the most fun to say. I, I can't argue there. There you I go. I had a Man E Faces He Man, and that was my favorite. And I think Man E Faces is the best name ever. Oh, Man E Faces was my favorite uh, action figure. Brother, you're welcome on my show anytime. I don't even know which one who's talking right now. It was me, Mossman still yep. smelled like pine. I read a guy's blog once that he said Mossman was his favorite because uh, his power actually worked because he he left him out in the yard once and lost him. Did you guys ever try to mace each other with Stinkor? Can't say that no, I did. No, Mark, that is something only you did to yourself as a child. No, did, not to myself. To my friends and I, we were kind of like a little jackass crew. And one of the things we did was try was when we figured out that you could that you could spray each other with we could spray with Stinkor. We would try to like, spray it in each other's eyes. Oh no, no, Stinkor did, stunk. Stinkor didn't but spray anything. You're thinking the Cobra Khan. Cobra Khan yeah, had to spray. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah. of them. Whatever, whatever one we could, yeah. we could use to damage each other. That's I'm what I'm worried about what stunk that you put <laughs> in the Cobra Con. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And speaking of shows I haven't finished, I haven't gotten to watch any of that uh, Cobra Khan series on Netflix. Oh, you mean Cobra man. Kai? Maybe. Uh, Evan's here all night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Seriously, Jesse, do I have to, like, do a copy check on your questions before you start reading? <laughs> you guys are laughing, saying that Jesse can't type, but maybe Jesse's having trouble reading. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll read this again. Just put put your spectacles on first, Grandpa. <laughs> Jesse couldn't make out the name on the answer sheet. Well, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't highlight it in red and italics. Promulons. Like Promulons. <laughs> first. Alexis is from the mean streets of Kansas. <laughs> Missouri, Kirk. How many times I've Alexa, been in Kansas? <laughs> Was Alexa in Kansas for you? <laughs> Listen, I, I would I would attempt to commit seppuku, but I've got a bunch of magnets in my stomach, so it'll just get stuck there. <laughs> it's just just like okay. You say commit seppuku or commit sudoku? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to start your number. I'm laughing too hard to make a joke. Continue. I can't tell you how many people I've had to put on suicide watch for committing Sudoku. <laughs> I, I would not come onto a show with Mark Radlich and get something wrong. No. <laughs> the joke is that on our podcast, when we start doing impressions, it's gone too far off the rails. We should probably <laughs> yeah. just give up. <laughs> that That's happen. a good rule. That's a good rule. Yeah, just walking on my free comic book day Alpha Flight poster. No, get Bailey on the phone. Take a picture of that. Send it to Bailey. Oh, I did. Immediately. I sent it to him. I told my youngest that he lives in Canada and doesn't like Alpha Flight. And she goes, why does he still live in Canada? <laughs> He's so upset with the fact that Alpha Flight exists. <laughs> he decides to move. <laughs> I cannot stand for this. I am leaving. The thing I heard, I remember most about my childhood toys was how many times I popped the Darth Vader head off my uh, 77. Oh, 
Pathfinder figures. Yeah, yeah. Most all of my seen. all of my original original twelve. I think I broke the head off all of them. Yeah, wow. that was a shoddy made toy, man. That's yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. That is horrible. I've got a. I think I've got a Luke original farm boy Luke and maybe with a yellow, Lance with with the yellow lightsaber and his. In his yeah, with the yellow. He's still got the light. He's he doesn't have the telescoping end broke off, but I still have the rest of the lightsaber. But they're sitting here on the shelf next to me, and they've got glued on uh, heads on them. So wow. <laughs> I've got a few toys displayed on the shelf over here, but I I don't want to say what they are because I don't want to tip you guys off to any answers. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. No. <laughs> Who's hooking into their phone and do they need to take a break to get a drink? That's Mark. me and I'm dying, but that's not unusual. Keep going. That's not just... unusual for Marticho on a podcast. <laughs> it's not unusual for me to die on any podcast. <laughs> I think I even misunderstood the question because I thought it was like, when did Nerf come out? And I'm like, I remember Nerf in the 80s, so I assumed it was the 70s. Would you like me to read you the question again? Because that first no, sentence... No. Here's what it says. It says, Nerf dropped safely into people's homes in 1970, Mark. So I gave you the answer that you gave me. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, don't listen. So... Wait, Cliff got it right? No way. Yes, he did. We <laughs> always have one ringer on this show. It's really funny. Mark probably doesn't know this. Alexis doesn't know this. But I came this close to sending an invite to Tony Workman. Uh, oh, yeah. That, was, that would have been. <laughs> he would have killed us all. <laughs> he would have classic destroyed. plastics himself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, we had a vote on my podcast. There are four hosts and I was nominated as oh. this should be your thing to go on. <laughs> <laughs> I should get an extra point for uh, sending you the answer before you completed the question. <laughs> I also are, did. You guys so are shut up. What? <laughs> Why? I, no, you. I, I, I get I you the right answer. Providing but... musical accompaniment. <laughs> musical accompaniment. What do you got? You know this theme song or something? What are you talking about? I see the right answer, but I wanted to say Johnny Cash. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I I hurt myself. Uh, <laughs> That didn't deserve a laugh. That don't take much for Mark. It, it's not from when it, not when it's Evan, who's like the funniest person I've ever met. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mark. I, you need to get out more. I have a question for you. Are you going to ask anything about my buddy and kid sister? Because I know those themes too. Oh, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, wherever you, wherever I go, we go, my buddy, buddy. We can sync that up and post, right? Yeah. We all know that. Or completely delete it, one or the other. Or, 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 do it in a round. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, goes Evan. Oh, come on, buddy. Question four, please. <laughs> Can I tell you how much of, how badly I wanted the question to be Weebles Wobble, but what don't they do? <laughs> Too easy. Same. Same. Two points for everybody. <laughs> I was like, fall down, fall down. Oh, he said it already. <laughs> I thought that GoBots and Transformers were like Coke and Pepsi. They're just two sides of the same coin. It wasn't until years later that I realized that GoBots were looked down upon. Mm. <laughs>
Yes. <laughs> Much yes. like Pepsi. The the poor kids had <laughs> GoBots and the rich kids had the Transformer. But I also had a GoBot storybook with art by Steve Ditko. So Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. There was a GoBots movie, actually, even. Wasn't it GoBots versus the Rock Lords or, so- or something back in the day? I Sounds familiar. So, that's the one where they showed how Alf finally escaped? <laughs> Came out in 96. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> this. Please tell me one of you spelled it L I T E R. L I T E R W O N, right? Uh, liter one. <laughs> God, if I had a nickel for every time someone almost died on a podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, but what if we took you out of it? <laughs> I, I would have less nickels, but still lots of nickels. So was the one called Pathfinder? <laughs> that might have been That's, a transformer. Are you, is that a serious question? Yeah, I, I, had a, I had a friend who had one that turned into a UFO. I swear its name was Pathfinder, but I'm glad uh, I didn't go with that one. There was a character named Pathfinder, a female go-bot. Okay. Pathfinder can convert into an alien flying saucer, which has a faster-than-light drive. As an undercover female officer, Pathfinder is invaluable to the security force. There we go. See, and I think I owned Pathfinder for like a day when my friend and I traded a bunch of toys, and then we both... Uh, wanted our toys back so our moms had to you know re-exchange them he's done i'm pretty sure there was a big godzilla looking gobot though but well anyway. listen man people play people play monopoly oh and takes forever monopoly, monopoly and risk for all six weeks you need to play it night and day are both awesome risk. i have risk. the worst, <laughs> worst monopoly. i make i make jewelry out of monopoly pieces I make enemies out of Monopoly pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I went to Ohio University and were known, they were known as one of the larger partier schools, at least, you know. Jesse, Jesse, it is known. Jesse was there. <laughs> so my idea of a fun night, a fun Saturday night was playing Risk from like 10 to 4 o'clock. Hell yeah. Oh, all the Risk, a Risk party don't stop, baby. Oh, it was start that at <laughs> oh. 6 o'clock with some Oh, it, you ain't it does once you trade in the morning. cards and get like four dozen armies and dump them all in the Ukraine and wipe your friend who you told you wouldn't attack off the board in one turn. Oh, oh, what, oh my no, God. The best thing about it is when it's four o'clock in the morning and you're like, we're so close to being done. And somebody goes on a roll and like, like they're like down to New Zealand at this point. And, <laughs> and they like hit a roll and wipe your whole army out and regenerate their whole army. You're like, well, we got to play for another six hours now. So I never played the game again, ever. I played Risk at two Bachelor parties oh. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. when is the radulich and broadcasting uh risk podcast uh live zoom event happening i am not editing that one when it doesn't <laughs> that's when you can build uh, a question you may not be able to read it but you can build a question sir <laughs> can't wait to come back and do this game again <laughs> you know, I'm guessing I won't be invited. Uh, and you know what? Let's let's just do a total, so people maybe will have an idea of where they're sitting at here. So bear with me. Um, I know where I'm at. Behind Jesse, Cliff, Jesse Starcher. <laughs> <laughs> you 
track of this as I go down because I'm just going to go as I hey, have them written here. Remington, Remington, and um, and everyone. Let's let's. Well, Jesse does math. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a half shell. Yeah. Okay. Now let's do the partners in crime. T U R T L E power from the movie. On the half shell, they're the heroes for. In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave is high with muggings mysterious. All police and detectives are furious because they can't find the source of this lethally evil force. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. They're the most brilliant fighting team. <laughs> Beautiful. Leonardo's cool. Donatello does machines. There we go. The evil shredder oh attack. These turtle boys won't cut him no slack. Uh, You're on the Evan. bottom. <laughs> where you belong. I don't know. Here, here's the problem being on the bottom. I get what I need. And no, I'm Six, sorry. Go 11, ahead. 27. <laughs> okay. All right. That's what I like to hear. What do I get? How many points do I get if I get the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier? <laughs> if you get it? If I, like if on I get eBay? The, What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> if well, if he tough. sends the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier to Jesse as a gift, like mint condition. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> I don't That's... know if I can I don't know if I could swing that with all of my all, all of my social work millions, but what if I sent you the Terror Dome? I, I well, okay, do it. Do it to it. <laughs> okay. You're going on eBay right now. <laughs> Please give me give me a price too when you find it. Yeah, all right. Gentlemen, uh, we had three people get that one correct. Remington. Now you've said it out loud, I know. I remember. I remember it, but yeah, that was that was after my time. Aircraft carrier going by? What the hell? Yes, yes, right now. <laughs> who's, who's ever reporting from the airport? Please move your car. So we're talking about silly video games. Am I the only one that loved Toe Jam and Earl? Oh, dude. For sure. It was a fantastic game. Oh, my God. I actually mm-hmm. love some Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a LucasArts game. Was it really? Was it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's All answers it's are a hard knock life for us. So it's <laughs> a hard knock life for us. Hear the roar. Thundercats are loose. Did it. Thunder, 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 thunder. Cats. Remington. Okay, so. And Mark Radulich's uh, greatest hits of 80s uh, commercials will be available on Amazon Music. Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines. The big, bad, dirty, and mean. For bonus points. And Tonray's going to be really disappointed in me that I didn't get that one. <laughs> and speaking of Bigfoot, does anybody remember Turbo Teen? Like, how come that hasn't come back? Absolutely. How do we not remember Turbo Teen? That thing freaked me out. Turbo Team was this guy, who, this guy who could turn into a car. Like when he got too hot, he turned into a car, and then when he got cold, he turned back into a human. The bad guy drove a monster truck. Yeah, that's all I remember. All right, if I start another sing along, will Cliff and, and Remington join in with me? I, I'm not no, allowed. I refuse. Yeah, well, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> I just wanted to suck the life out of you once. Jesse, are you done doing math yet? Weren't you a business student? I think he actually stepped away to do something else. Is he coming back? No. <laughs> I, I think he finally received enough ridicule about his questioning. <laughs> it broke the man. Jesse went to write one final question, and it's 15 pages long. 